0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Savage Beast podcast. We are on episode three. Staying yes, sir. pretty quick, bro. <laughs> Damn,
1: bro. Yeah, it was, just, it, it was just a thought in our head and just came out of nowhere. It's three weeks in already, and I mean, I'm having a blast just talking.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, I was really, really a big fan of the last episode. I feel like yeah. we got some really, really good conversation out of the last one.
1: Oh, man, um, and I feel like we're
0: going to have a lot of fun experiences to talk about after this one too, Is that yeah. next week we'll be at a
1: month. Crazy. Jesus, man. Damn. It's just fun. It's just, it, it's just fun when things. I mean, again, like it's only been three times, but things we start, things start working together. We start like understanding each other more. Like we get better acquainted and it's just like, it's one of those things where like, we can just tell people like, just start. I mean, just start a conversation, start a podcast, start talking to people. Giving back and giving more will eventually help out and maybe build more connections for both of us and more like people will actually want to hear us and more fucking revenue for us, like shit like that. But that's beside the point.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean it goes right into more confidence, right? Being more of an educator, just stepping more into those roles, um, things that we we spoke about on the first episode that's like important to us. Yes. And um, even just something as small as like like last episode, we spoke a lot about um just being in go mode and just being in action mode. So it was like, this was just one of those things we decided to be proactive on. It's just like, it doesn't have to be perfect to start. It doesn't have to have this crazy big production yet. It's just like, fucking it, do it and figure the thing out as it goes. It's like, it's okay. Yeah,
1: Everybody somehow. else
0: does it. You know, we've done it in points in our careers, in our lives. So it's like, what's any different with this? Shit ain't gotta be perfect for time.
1: yep. I think that's, that's the one thing that's holding people back is they want perfect perfect ain't a fucking it ain't a construct yeah that shit perfect ain't fucking real you know i mean that shit ain't real like just do it and it'll fucking fig- you'll figure it out and it'll get better as it goes along yeah and you sitting here trying to have perfection and now a year
0: goes by and there's so much growth you could have had in that year but you just wanted to sit here and think about it the whole yeah, time
1: exactly and just go mode bro it's just got the green light and i got a macbook look at that like this motherfucker baby go get a macbook yeah, man, I, like, I was I, just it. about
0: to cue to that. <laughs> like,
1: my, my screen is so fucking clear. Like I can see how good my beard looks right now. And I'm very impressed with myself. And I got a shiny ass fucking head. And I love it. <laughs> love it. And, yeah, my, man, audio fuck, and my audio doesn't suck. I don't sound like Megatron. You know I me? Mean? So that's also a plus. Yeah. If you're wondering
0: why, Evan. Screen looks so great. and You sound so great. <laughs> got got some business investments going I, on I like, now, guy.
1: Got that MacBook shit. I got that MacBook shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Apple now, bro. Everything Apple. Yeah, man. But let's we, get. We got, it.
0: we got a fun. Yeah, man. We got a fun. We got fun topics today. Um, yeah. today we're pretty much going back into memory lane, but bringing that into our present today, and just like it's like a reflection episode.
1: Yeah, I think I like this one. I, I I mean, there's a whole bunch of like Instagram videos of like things I wish I knew before, like in my fitness journey. Um, and I was like, you know what? It would be cool if like we talk about it and then we don't tell each other what it is and see if like things actually line up. They might, they might not. Um, and we might actually get to learn a little bit about each other and and like help people like are start starting their fitness journeys and also like their coaching careers because we're gonna dive into that mm-hmm. also so it'll be interesting so i mean i'll let you pick you can go first i can go first i think we should start with the fitness journey stuff though i definitely want to start with
0: the fitness journey stuff um because that that kind of leads into the coaching exactly. um because we all started on fitness journeys before our coaching careers anyway so naturally there's some things that just kind of tie into the coaching yep. but um yeah we'll get right to it so the first question we have well not really question but statement is the the three things i wish i knew at the beginning of my fitness journey yeah so i'm gonna um i'm gonna i'll start this one off actually so the first thing that i listed for myself was i wish i knew the concept of mobility and i wish i integrated it more into my training
1: nice i like that one and um
0: when i When I first got into um the weight room and stuff like that, I was very much like an athletic kid. I played outside a lot, but from football, we were introduced to the weight room, and we didn't really i mean I know now, but we didn't really have the greatest strength and conditioning programming there yeah like shit was like a free for all and it was just like like now with the brain that I have today, and it was like wow, this is really dangerous, some of the stuff was going on in
1: here. That's oh, crazy. High, and even high at the time, like,
0: <laughs> oh, man, like, even at the time when I was in there, I was like, I don't feel like all of this is completely right, but I don't have the brain to really know any different, but, um, and in gym class, like, in gym class, uh, we had, like, weight training class or something like that, but it was very, like, generic type, yeah. so. Um, it kind of goes into what I was talking about before. It's like I was very much introduced to strength training by body part. So it's like, here's a shoulder exercise, here's a bicep exercise, here's a calf exercise, here's a quad exercise. So for years, my view of training was very much, um, I'm going to do this exercise for my quads, and I'm going to do this exercise for my biceps. And then what you start getting into like this weird thing of well if i train quads on monday i can't train it again i can't do this exercise on wednesday because my quads are gonna be like you know that bodybuilding yeah, just, mentality yeah, brain exactly. that you
1: have i really like i already hit this part i can't do this part. oh i can't i to, I, I squatted on tuesday i can't squat again until friday like i like i can't i can't yeah. lift. Yeah, me like I'm only only upper body for me, shit. Like I remember those days, bro. You couldn't bro, do shit.
0: With such an unhealthy way of thinking, man. Yeah. This is almost like, all right, I squatted today, and you might have only done like fucking seven or eight sets of squats, and it's like yeah. I can't do anything yeah. remotely with my legs until Friday comes. Like exactly, yeah. I'll, I'll lose. My I training like that for years.
1: Yeah, yeah. I lose my gains. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's just it's it's that old school <laughs> menta- It's that old school mentality, and it's also like the thing of like. I mean, you just see everybody do it. And I mean, the way I thought, I've always thought about it and I'm a little different than you. Cause I've always moved well and I've always needed to move well because I did jujitsu, karate, Muay Thai. I've done shit where if I didn't move well, like I'm going to get fucked. So like mobility was very important. Like I did bodybuilding stuff too. So like, so stupid. It's like we use our body every day, but like, I just, Nope, I can't, I can't lift that today. Like I'm not going to be able to carry boxes today cause I just hit legs. Like, destroying your destroying your lower body and not being able to function like i don't know how people do that anymore to be honest with you that's just as well yeah me
0: either dude like i I like being in the spot that i am with today and just how i push like education and i just try to like tell people don't make a lot of the mistakes that i've made early in my in my lifting career because i I feel my body today paying for certain things where i'm just like damn, if I understood mobility and different ranges of motion or just something as simple as, like, priming and prepping your body before, like, certain lifting and stuff like that. Like, just because you're young doesn't mean you're bulletproof. Maybe you have um, more of a uh, reduced risk of injuries than someone whose body's been through more, but that still doesn't make you, like, like, irresistible or immortal or some shit like that. So it's like, if I just had... And I'm still young. So it's not like I, I feel like I'm old today. But in terms of how long I've been training, I'm 30 years old. And I've been at this since I was 13, 12 years old. So you're looking at literally half of my life has been in the gym, mm-hmm. a little bit more than half of my life at this point. Yeah. Um, Literally, like in the gym, not even just being an active kid, like in the weight room. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like over the like the last three or four years is when I started adapting like more of this mobility or understanding you know training in a different light so you take 16 17 years of training and over the last four I would say I really like tapped into the brain that I have now
1: yeah that's a really
0: (laughs) it's not it's it's not even half of my lifting career
1: no it's crazy it's it's just crazy and then I think Injuries play a big role in that, and they are starting to figure out, like, little nicks and ticks, and, like, the reason that you are la- you have those is a lot of – a lot of is lacking mobility or lacking integrity, being able to hold certain positions and stuff like that. And for people that don't know, like, a lot of the stuff in the gym is very, like um, – it's not frontal, it's, sag- it's in the sagittal plane. It's very right in front of you. You're going up and down. You're going forward and backwards nothing's very side to side or like rotational so like those are different parts of your body if you're not training to do that stuff like you'll lack and then that's how injuries happen because you're not able to do the different things that you need to do um you can be the biggest motherfucker in the gym but if you can't fucking wipe your ass you get me if this is the most range of motion you could do to wipe your ass bro i don't know what you're doing to be honest with you i just don't get it scary i actually love that you said that because that was my second point (laughs) but my my second point
0: was actually i wish i understood the three different planes of motion
1: there you go like
0: literally for those reasons that you just said because um a lot of the movements that we learn getting into the gym is forward and back or up and down yep now those are primarily going to be your strongest exercises that you can move the most load in but ultimately it's like you're limiting yourself to so much of what the body can do your body can move in any possible direction that you really wish for it to move in so now if you're really looking at it like if someone's just training I'll, I'll just continue to use bodybuilding and powerlifting for examples because the movements that are focused in are very much up and down motions not even so much forward and back with them which is another problem it's really just straight up and down just straight stationary work yeah. And then over time, people that train like this wonder why they lack in hip range of motion because you don't do anything to expand your hips. It's literally that simple. Yeah. Um, the most you might do is like a wide squat. And that's only because your ankles suck. So you just make yeah. it squat wider exactly, yeah. so you can go lower.
1: <laughs> You're just compensating at that point for the issues that you have. You're like, I can't squat narrow anymore. I'm just going to squat wider, elevate my heels because my ankles suck and I actually work on my ankles. Like, it's just, it's very interesting to see, like, how much, not damage, damage isn't the right word, but how much we lack to see the full capabilities of our our body because of vanity's sake. I was literally just thinking this, like, the other day, it's just like, because we want to look good, we'll do all the bodybuilding stuff, like, we'll do all the get stronger, whatever like that, but we'll sacrifice our, our ability to actually move, but our ability to actually move will prevent us from getting injured, which will keep us in that sense of vanity. You know, I mean, which will keep us looking good. So it's just like, it's just like a cycle. Like, you don't move, you get injured, you work on your mobility, and now we're here where we actually do everything. And hopefully it doesn't bite us in the ass where we start doing it back and forth. But, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's a weird trajectory to figure that out. It takes forever, really. But hopefully, like, people actually listen to us and actually start from the beginning the right way. And the funny part is, is just like when you, which leads me to my third point. Since <laughs> we're already kind yeah, here. Like, we're, we're all we're going <laughs> straight through.
0: It, no, <laughs> the, the way you did it is actually kind of transitioned right into my next yeah. point. <laughs> um,
1: and, and mind, and mind you, people, he didn't tell me what we're talking about. So like, we're at just, all. We're, we didn't we're, want to tell. We're, you We're just at all. telling and we're just moving in the right direction. This is crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we started off with me um, talking about mobility, and then going into the planes of motion, and something that evan said was um people are doing these bodies building style workouts so they can look good now the the last part that i have is i wish i knew the six fundamental movement patterns which is squat hinge vertical um push and pull and horizontal push and pull because in training that way you're still training all the muscles you need to look good yeah so it's like when you train patterns you're training muscles but when you're training for muscles you're not training patterns it doesn't work the other way around
1: i love it yeah i love that yeah i i, I got lucky in finding that out early in syracuse just because that's the way that they trained it was a uh, I, I didn't have i had the 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 crossfit the crossfit phase uh just bodybuilding phase. And then once I went to Syracuse, it was like, no, we do things in patterns. We don't do things like whatever. And then we did powerlifting, but that was beside the point. So I got to see what the fundamental patterns are. And I programmed that for myself in a a different light. And that different light changed the whole way my strength and and conditioning like life went. And I think it just made it all better because people, again, like you're saying, like everybody's a body part split. When you do the body part split, you're trading you're training for optimization of hypertrophy you're not training for necessarily strength depending obviously but but yeah i totally agree with you i think that's something i wish people learned earlier i totally agree with you yeah man and um
0: like I, i'm not against i know sometimes it sounds like i'm bash bodybuilding and powerlifting a lot it's not that
1: I'll bash the fuck out of CrossFit, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, 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 I, I fucking the, – the one and only thing I love about CrossFit is their culture. I fucking – they have an unbeatable fucking culture. Other than that, fuck you and fuck burpees. But continue with what you're saying. Oh, I got crap. Yeah, got crap. Yeah, got crap. I talking crap. Oh, I got crap. I, I, <laughs> oh. oh, I can <laughs> <laughs> fucking with you. <laughs> That's why I get for talking about CrossFit oh, literally get ass, you in the ass, dude oh. oh, my hammy, bro I am not even fucking with you Oh, okay, I'm better now That suck. Okay.
0: This is gonna be our promo bro.
1: <laughs> Fuck CrossFit, my, trait, my hammy <laughs> The, the CrossFit Godfit no, God's got me. The CrossFit <laughs> God's got me. Jesus. I am not fucking with you. That that was one of the <laughs> oh, hey, water, bro. Fuck that. Oh man.
0: Yeah, man. It's just, um, I I'm my big thing is just for people when they're training just to understand like the pros and cons of everything and just to be mindful of what you're doing. So just understand, like if you want to dedicate yourself to a bodybuilding style of training. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to um look for mobility in other ways because the type of training that involves for bodybuilding doesn't promote mobility. Yeah. Same thing with powerlifting. The type of training you need for powerlifting doesn't promote mobility because the ranges that you're using are very just like they're very short ranges at the end of the day. Um they're ranges that can be compromised based off of lack of let's say ankle mobility or just um compensation that might exist because you don't train in patterns and because you don't train in other planes of motion so naturally your body is going to start to um compensate in areas because you start to lack joint strength and mobility and other parts of your body and to take it a step further if you just kind of look at the culture of bodybuilding and and powerlifting is very ego-driven type stuff for the most part yeah so like in, in bodybuilding you're just trying to get the biggest as possible because everybody battles body dysmorphia and yeah. certain joints is just like you're loaded so much muscle on certain areas to where it's just like your lack of range of motion is literally just because you have too much mass there
1: yeah and then for
0: powerlifting it's as long as you can hit full range of motion or whatever it is it's just like all right well Squat is stronger. Uh, even though my ankles suck, I'm just gonna move my feet out wider, and I'm gonna put these knee wraps on. I'm gonna put this belt on. I'm gonna put all these um tools and gears on to just kind of compensate for the things that I'm lacking. So now, you, now you're just kind of getting stronger on a weak foundation. Yeah. So this is typically what happens when the brains of these people that train that way.
1: Mm-hmm. So now,
0: over time, it's just like your bodies are ruined because it's like you didn't really address certain foundational stuff because you just kept putting band-aids over things yep. and continue to train over them and get stronger on there or place more mass on these things. And, and then eventually it really does start to reveal itself.
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to add. I went through it. Yeah. I think I'm going to add just one thing and then I'll get to my points. One thing on that is there is no con with adding mobility. Zero con. Like, I think people, people think, like, if I'm more flexible, it will inhibit Ill, flexibility, mobility are two different things. But if I'm able to move better or something like that, like, it will affect my gains or affect my ability to do certain things. But what you don't understand is that because you're compromising, you're putting bandits, and you're doing all this extra stuff, and you're not working on your mobility, it will cause you injury. And then be, what's the first thing that the PT tells you to do is to work on your mobility. Yeah, you know me. I mean? And that's the only way to get back into the game. So the more mobile and the more and the better you move, the longer time you will be able to perfect certain movements in the sport that you guys want to do and be able to do it in a longer in in a longer sense. The best people, the best people that do um, powerlifting, bodybuilding, CrossFit and all that stuff stay healthy the longest. That's why they're at the top. Yeah, you know I mean, like they're, they're never injured because they take care of their body and they do that by not just mobility, but different ways. So that's why I'm saying I don't think there's a there's I don't think there's a con to mobility. You know what I mean, I just think like some people take too long to do it, but there's always ways to add it in. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. you don't need to you don't need to take an hour to do it. You don't need the mobility coach. You just need to send a squat longer. You know what I mean, open up your hips, fucking work on your ankles, work on your rotation, rotate your spine daily check marks that's it. don't gotta take long you know i mean? don't sit on the foam roller for fucking 25 minutes and and do no mobility that's also the thing i'm i'm not gonna get on a tangent because i know we gotta get going but i fucking hate people that sit on the on the foam roller for 30 minutes and then don't stretch afterwards <laughs> so like that shit pisses me off especially that you're <laughs> home, like non intentionally doing it like look yep. man, if you're gonna be on the mo- on the foam roller foam roll your spot for two minutes Like what foam rolling does is that it opens up flexibility for a certain amount of window. Okay. Use that window to stretch and mobilize so that it's a little bit more lengthened and and you can access more range of motion. Stop bullshitting on the foam roller people. That's all I'm saying. And that's not my point. I'm not segwaying into, into my first point of of foam rolling too much, but my first point for something that I wish I knew super, like super early in my fitness career was building muscle should always be the fucking goal. I think like when I was younger, I always wanted to, I was the fat kid. I wanted to lose weight. I used to train just to lose weight and eat to lose weight. I mean, instead of like thinking about building muscle that will eventually get me to the point that I wanted to look like. So, I mean, it's just this, this constant biases morphia of like, I needed to lose weight to get to X instead of build muscle, Mm. help me get to, get to exactly where I need to go. And then it was the time of like powerlifting where like I wanted to gain as much mass as I wanted to do but then I was never happy with what I wanted because I wanted to gain just mass. You know what I mean? But if I actually trained for strength and strength and trained for, for, um, for muscles and gaining as much muscle as I, as I could instead of just fucking stuffing my face and getting fat. I mean, I think that can actually help me better on throughout my life. So a lot of people try to lose weight and then don't eat enough. Don't train hard enough, train for train, super lightweights, never gain enough muscle, but like they'll look skinnier or look leaner. But the more muscle you have, the easier it is to look leaner. And I think that's that's something that never really clicked in my head until like recently. Like if I really just thought about gaining as much muscle as I possibly could at all points of my career and like in all points of my life, I think that really would have helped me be way further ahead than I am right now. I mean, I'm not saying like bodybuilder style. I'm saying just like lifestyle just i mean whether i would, I mean i think I, I i think i'm doing fine but i think it would have been a lot better to understand that earlier on mm. yeah i think it's just when did you what would you say that kind of registered for you i really registered probably like three years ago i think when i i looked in i looked in the mirror i did not like the way i looked and i was like you know how it is like I and i'll I, this is actually my next point it's just like um well i'll kind of segue into that but like I was just like the fat strength coach. Like, I just, I didn't look good. You know what I mean? Like, I would be like, I would claim like I'm strong as shit. But like, I didn't look like I had any ma- real muscle on me because I was holding too much body fat. You know what I mean? Because I would fucking not, I would train hard, but I wouldn't eat the, I wouldn't eat to perform. You know what I mean? I would just fucking do whatever. I also hated cardio. So now I make the excuse of like me not doing cardio, you know what I mean? It's me mm. getting a little bit stronger, you know what I mean? But that is not how it goes. And I think that kind of goes into my second part. Like you should always condition, always mm-hmm. condition. You should always do cardio. There's no thing of cardio kills your gains, because what happens is if you if, if your cardiovascular system works at, at, is at a high level, you're able to recover more in the gym, which makes you perform better, which makes you get more sets, yeah. makes you recover faster in between your sets, which makes you recover faster day to day. I mean, all these people like are a shape or want to be like a certain shape and stuff like that but they can't walk up the stairs without breathing heavy. You know what I mean, because they don't have any conditioning. So that's also a thing when I'm holding, when, when I looked in the mirror, I was holding so much body body fat and not holding enough muscle and stuff like that, that, I mean, I was just poorly conditioned, poorly conditioned. Um. So that kind of just really clicked for me. I think um, cardiovascular help that helped out a lot. And I think this goes to a lot of strength coaches. There's a lot of fat. I mean, I don't want to be, that phobic or whatever like that. There's a lot of just strength coaches that just don't look like strength coaches because they don't they don't condition. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be you have to be your own billboard at some point. So I'm not saying you have to have a six pack or whatever like that. You have to show these people that you're able to do certain things and be able to be conditioned in a certain way. So that's my thought process. Um
0: yeah I, you know um just to jump in real quick I just I always found that very interesting with like the don't do cardio it kills your gains and I'm like well Every athlete at some sort has, has to have an aerobic base to perform. dude. What's that? I know football isn't like a highly aerobic um, game, but they still have some aerobic capacity. Basketball players have aerobic capacity. Soccer players who are jacked out of this world with like their legs and shit like that, mm-hmm. crazy aerobic capacity. But you look at these guys and like they're doing ATG split squats and they fucking can do Nordic hamstring curls like yeah. no one's mm-hmm. business, bro. Like. And it's like, these people have an aerobic base, but they just strength train. Yep. It might not be, you know what it is? I think it's, um, kind of goes in probably in one of my philosophies. I really don't think people need to strength train five days a week. No. Um, but I do think people need to exercise five days a week. But I think, I think with some people, it's just like, they just focus only on the strength training aspect, which kind of goes into what we spoke about earlier with all these overcompensations and people, um, not, not, um, pretty much just beating their bodies up because it's like, you're just focusing on one aspect of fitness for themselves. And it's like, you're lacking so many other things. So the longevity of how you start to look over time really, really starts to play in. So it's like, no, there should be space in your fitness journey for aerobic work and mobility work. And when you do do strength training, you just hit that shit hard and you do it right to where you have to recover from it. And you have other things to do within the week. It's not like, oh, I did strength training. What else is left to do?
1: There's mad shit to do. There's so, much, <laughs> bro. There's so much shit to do. And I think that it as I'm getting older, I mean, you know how it is. And you did the same thing. Bodybuilding. You're in the gym six times a week. Okay. When I did powerlifting, I was in the gym five times a week. Now, as I'm getting older, like I'm understanding that I'm making the most out of my time. Right now, I'm only strength training two times a week. And I'm training BJJ BJJ three times. So, like, it just depends on what you want. Like, the most that I'm strength training is three times a week. Other times I'm Mm -hmm. walking, doing some form of of cardio. I'm doing some form of conditioning. I'm doing other shit that will help benefit my my life entirely instead of just being in the gym constantly and just strength training, strength training, strength training. training. And even when I'm strength training, I'm still conditioning. I mean, I'm still like 10, 15 minutes out at the end of it, especially to do conditioning. I'm also now on my fucking phone when I'm when I'm doing that stuff. Like I'm taking I'm taking three to five minute rest periods in between, maybe even shorter, depending on how easy the day is. So like I'm I'm managing I'm I'm managing my heart rate, but at the same time I'm I'm able to condition while I'm strength training. So it just it's just very interesting. And then and I think this is good this goes into my last part, and I like how this is also like kind of flows, like eating and training to perform. Cause I think mm-hmm. like it goes back into the thing of like you eat to train to like look a certain way or be a certain way. But like, you also got to think like athletes or people want to look like athletes, but aren't able to eat. Okay. And think and recover like athletes. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, they don't do the things that they work. They just be like, Oh, athletes go to the gym all the time. I go to the gym all the time. You know what I mean, but they don't look like the athlete. And I'm not saying you're ever going to look like them, but do you eat the same way that they do? And, be mindful. I've been through a lot, seen a lot of athletes. These motherfuckers will eat Skittles before game time. Don't like eat exactly like them, but the highest performing athletes, okay. Have nutritionists and have a certain diet and follow a certain, follow a certain plan. Like instead of thinking about eating and train, eating and training to look a certain way, think about eating and training to perform at your highest level every day. And then at turn, those will you will start looking at looking the way that you want. And I think that's also the yeah. thing that clicked in my head a couple years ago, was just like, I need to start eating and recovering to be able to perform at the high a high level the next day. Because if I didn't perform at a high level the next day, how am I able to get the most out of my training? I mean, I getting the most out of your training because your nutrition sucks. I don't know what to tell you. You're probably one of those people. But like, I train hard, but. My diet, like I, I, go out every weekend, and calories don't count on the weekend type shit. Like no, like yeah. even though I'm not, is even though I'm very flexible with my diet, like I understand that if I need to sleep my my six to eight hours to make sure I'm able to perform, make sure that I'm eating the right things and not drinking this and not and not drinking every fucking night to be able to perform. Because though being able to perform even at my job at a high level and like have the right mindset to do the stuff like helps me through everything. I think that's kind of like having a good relationship with food obviously helps. But thinking about thinking about if I want to be an athlete today, how do I have to how do I have to work to do that? And every aspect of my life has to has to has to kind of mirror that. Yeah, when you're training your body for performance, you literally get the look that you're asking for
0: because mm-hmm. they're coming from performance. Like now you're looking at, all right, my aerobic system is in place. My strength foundation is in place. In order for me to have a strength foundation, I need to have a solid um, musculature or lean muscle mass to my physique. You know, so all of these things are going to help you in the performance aspect. Um, your sleep, your recovery, the way that you're managing your stress, all things that are going to help you perform. If you can perform better, that means the effort that you bring to your workout sessions are going to be a higher output. 100%. which naturally means that if you have a higher output you can bring more intensity and we know that hard work is going to get you results mm-hmm. you know so it's just like you kind of see how all of these things just kind of move into the same direction it's like you you I, my my logic especially over like the past two years has really just been like i mean it's in the name building beasts right same way how you have simply savage it's like i'm going to make myself a beast all around because that's going to ultimately give me this look and feel that i want if i'm operating at high speeds and i'm eating high quality stuff i'm getting in my recovery i'm taking care of my my stress levels um i'm managing things better like all of these things are helping me perform better in my life which is going to make me perform better as a human and I've been having some of the greatest sessions in the world. Like I've been feeling some of the best that I've ever felt before. And I'm just like looking at how everything is going. It's just like, I'm, I'm just creating a well-oiled machine for my body. Yep. And now I'm like, people always like, yo, your arms, whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. I've never really liked training arms that much in my life, but I've done a shit ton of rows and pull-ups and all this kettlebell work that I've been doing has been making my grip and my shoulders and everything Mm -hmm. just thick and strong and i'm like i've just been training to perform to do some savage ass shit <laughs> that's really what it is bro.
1: it's a hundred percent it and it's it, it it just to leave it off because we got why to keep this going because this fucking talk is great but think about eat, eating and training to perform stop thinking about eating and training to look a certain way because once you understand that it's not, not all about vanity is about performing the vanity will fucking happen pure and fucking simple. That's it. So stop thinking about that end goal and start thinking about performing. And not only like Taryn said, like your training will be the fucking best, your life will be better a hundred percent of the time.
0: All right. Well, this leads us into the career part of this conversation. So the same way how we did the three things we wish we knew at the beginning of our fitness journey, we're doing the three things that we wish we knew um, in the beginning of our coaching career. But um, let's change the order a little bit. Let's actually go first with the three things that you wouldn't
1: change about your coaching career. I wouldn't change first. You want to go that first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that first. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, so the first thing I wouldn't change Hmm. I think the first thing I wouldn't change was, was prioritizing internships and mentorships. Mm. I think, I think that really helped me understand what I can be and what I was capable of. I think my last, the quick story, my last internship, like, you know how like you go to like um, undergrad and your last semester is usually internship. I hated my internship. I hated my internship like the dudes were assholes they didn't teach me anything they basically put me to work sometimes I didn't eat I was there from like six o'clock to six o'clock at night and had school like it was it was miserable and I hated being in that environment but that desire and hate that I had helped me and reminded me of like the connections that I built with other people and the connections that I built with somebody led me to Syracuse and then mm. Syracuse was like a tent a only 10 weeks and it became 10 weeks to a year and i really got to see what college athletics looks like i got to see what high level strength and conditioning looks like i got to see what could, what what actually structuring a whole team and managing everybody looks like and then if it wasn't for that that wouldn't have led to LSU that wouldn't have led to where i'm at now so i can't tell you the amount of power that internships had in my life and i usually tell a lot of people like that are going going away like they're a lot in school, whatever, like take small internships and then take a big one and especially take one that moves you away from, from, from home. I think mm. that's a real big thing for me. Like get the fuck away from your, from, from a safety net and figure yourself out and see if you can handle whatever job you're going to go to. And I know our job's a little different. Cause like we can go basically anywhere we really want to, but for anybody like take an internship that's leading you out the fucking state, leading you out like far away from you, from anybody else. But first thing I want to change is the amount of internships and mentorships that I have. Okay. What about your second thing? Uh, the second thing is taking the private route. So this goes into like the thing of like take going to LSU and going to Syracuse. Um, I've always wanted to start my own business. I've always wanted to do something on my own. I my life goal is to have autonomy, and I have that right now which puts me in a really good place. Like I take my dog to work. I get to make my own hours. Yeah, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, but fuck it. Like, I mean, that's just part of the game. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But taking the, pro- taking the prior route was a big decision for me in the sense that I could have stayed in college. Like I could I could have got a couple other jobs. I did get a couple other offers. But one thing a lot of people don't understand with college athletics, and I'm telling people that are interested in college athletics right now, is that your life becomes that team. Like your entire life becomes that team. Syracuse, I was there from 4 30 in the morning to 4 30 at night. And I worked at Dick's. And while I worked, while I was at Syracuse, I lived in a closet on an air mattress. Okay. With a Batman curtain as a fucking door. You know what I mean? Like with a small TV. And right in Syracuse, it fucking snows like eight months out of the year. And I live next to the kitchen, which was right outside. And I will have snow coming into my room sometimes. Damn, bro. So it was, it was a shit show. But, like, I wouldn't have changed it, but it told me how life would be. Obviously, I would have been paid. I wasn't paid, but the LSU was the same thing. Like, I went 4 30. Sometimes I had class at three. I had class until late. I had to do homework. I had to do all this stuff. And I hate school. Like, I fucking hate school. Like, I'm telling people right now, master's is easier than undergrad, but I still hate school. I still suck at it. And I got my master's degree. So, thank God. But it was the same thing. Like, I had no life, zero life. My life was making sure that all, all, my entire team was fine making sure that the head coach got everything that he needed done like my whole life was LSU and I just couldn't do that I needed individuality I needed to have um my own own freedom and I needed to 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 have time to myself I'm I'm naturally introverted and I know you are too but I I needed that and I got it yeah I mean so it's it's taking the private route really helps me out um but I would always tell people to try to go to college route just to see it because there's no other environment like it. I loved it, but I couldn't do it for the rest of my life. Okay. Um, the third part, Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of, again, like I told Terrence, like, I don't, I don't, I have a bad memory, so I won't have like pivotal moments that really changed my life other than like those huge times and stuff like that. Like I don't have like a, I remember this exact point, but I think starting online my online thing is something that wouldn't change. I think it's the first taste of starting my own business, even though like I am, I do work at, at, at Alpha and I do have my own PTs and have my own groups and shit like that. But I think starting the online thing and like understanding how to make, ensure that people are happy, making sure like I learned how to, how to handle online business um, and continuously growing that, learning how to market, learning how to do all this stuff, like are all attributes I need down the road. So, if I can, or maybe like this takes me somewhere different or takes, takes me somewhere further. But I think all these attributes are things that coaches don't have or coaches don't think they need. Well, now they do. Mm. Everybody talks about this shit. But like when I was going, when we were going to school, like nobody, like it was all systems, like energy systems, this, that, this, and this. But it was never about opening up your own business because there was no thought process around it. So, now I get my feet wet into it. I start understanding how to how to run things, understanding that things are on my shoulders. I get to pick my own hour. Like it's just it, it it's good to have these fucking attributes. That's all I'm saying.
0: For sure. Um so for me, the three things that wouldn't change about my career. The first thing that I have is actually how my career started. So sure. so I spoke a little bit on um the first episode on I jumped into the fitness career from losing my security job that I had at one point and I ended up working at the gym that that I would train at um so I actually ended up working just as like somebody behind the desk so I was like making protein shakes bringing up memberships the whole nine and then that led me into becoming a coach but I was never hired there. I was always an independent contractor before I even knew what the hell independent contractor meant. So I just knew it was just like, Hey, um, you get certified. You can train people here and charge them and like do your own thing. So now looking at that today and soon, not too long soon after doing that, it's like, Holy shit, I'm my own business. So it's like, I kind of fell into being my own business without like, necessarily like going in there with that expectation. It was yeah. just kind of like, oh, okay, I can start training people, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I've always had that um independent route. And I've always had that um self employed slash small business owner situation. Cause I don't even want to say mindset because it took a couple of years for me to actually even understand what the hell I was kind of doing. But I just knew that um, I just had freedom to do stuff. So I do love that part of my career. And I felt like there was so much that I learned in responsibility, so much that I learned in terms of managing, because it's like I had no choice but to kind of figure it out because it was just like it was all on me at the end of the day anyway. And um, even the gym that I was at was a very – for the most part, the average person that walked in that gym had, like, a serious mindset of wanting to do fitness because it wasn't, like... we we. After a while, we started getting people that were just kind of, like, general population, but even that style of general population was kind of, like, more hardcore fitness people. Yeah. But maybe, like, a few people who was just, like, really in the area. So I always kind of got to see that environment of people that were just, like hard workers so I didn't really deal with like a lot of the entitled people or what some people might look at it like the lazy clientele or it was like everybody who kind of came in there just wanted to work so that was like that kind of helped me create that aura for myself moving forward and that was kind of easy in how I built the word build a beast for my business too Mm. so that's always something that um that I've been grateful for because I felt like that that environment kind of created what this brand is too. And yeah. then mix that in for me, coming from like playing football and then being around. Like, I've always kind of had like, we got to it, like that type of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, And the, the other thing I went and changed in my coaching career was uh, my college year. Now, uh, I didn't finish college, but I did make it to, I I got past my undergrad and I did a little bit of work approaching towards my bachelor's, but in the process of it, like the most important, well, to to scale back a little bit, I wanted to go to college because I wanted to learn more about the human body. And I knew that the environment that I was in, I felt like I couldn't learn much more in the training aspect of where I wanted to go. So the conscious effort to me, it was like, I need to be around another environment that's going to allow me to see training in a different light. And that's going to allow me to learn the body a lot further than the knowledge, resources, and education that I have. So that was a very conscious decision to where I was like, I want to do what I'm doing 10 times better. And I know like that was a space for me to go. um, The main thing was like, let me learn anatomy and let me meet some people that know something about something and maybe I can figure something, out, something more out in this career. And in me doing that, um, I was a really good student. <laughs> like, and, and like, when, uh, they, the, the professors always laughed at me because like, I just always fell asleep. But like, anytime it was like practical time, I was like super hands on, super knowledgeable um super helpful and i was just like a student and i never went there letting people know that i was a coach already i just mm-hmm. wanted to look like i started school a little bit later and i was just trying to find like a new career path It only it wasn't till like the tip end of me leaving that a couple people found out like oh shit you coach already and i'm like yeah i've been doing it for a little bit but i always just kind of wanted to go in there, ego list yeah be in a position where I was the one that had to listen and I was the one that had to soak up information because ultimately what I'm trying to do is bring this back to what I do and make it better. Yeah. So I had a very unique um, setup of, I was going through school to improve what I'm already doing, opposed to someone going to school to get in the field. I'm already in the field. Mm-hmm. And now the schooling, I'm just kind of like, as I'm already in the field and working with people in real time, I'm just taking what I'm learning here and I'm applying it literally in real time. So it was like, it was a really, really cool, unique situation for me where some people was like, they have all this information, but they have nobody to work with. And I'm like, shit, I got a whole bunch of people to go to tomorrow. Yeah. So it's was like, everybody's programming is changing right now. That's so dope. that's very much how I learned. Um, field is like i had these group of people that i was working with i was in school taking everything that i was applying and i was now bringing it to real life literally like within the next week Mm. and everybody that i was working with was well aware that i was in school and everything like that so i've always had a good rapport with my clientele to where it was just a very understanding of like where i'm at where i'm going and i just treated people well and I just gave a good service. So at that point, it's like your clients were just growing with you. Yeah. For a lot of the people to see, like, even the growth of where I am today. And it's just like, damn, like, I've been there for these stages of him, like, literally watching him go out in the world to bring back to the business that he had. So I'm, um, I'm super grateful for my school years. I built some amazing fucking relationships. My internship experience was fucking phenomenal. I interned at the Somerset Patriots Stadium, uh, where they had like the Robert Wood Johnson yeah. um, hospital up there. And um I would when I when I landed in that internship, I was at a space in my career where and in my training where I knew I wanted to go a different route in like exercise and fitness where it was kind of like more movement based. But I didn't know what that fully looked like. And then I got there and I was like, shit, this is it. Yeah. You know, like uh, that's where I was learning about movement patterns and mobility and different. And I was actually understanding the planes of motions and literally like realizing like my powerlifting strength wasn't making me well-rounded strong. is because I was just focusing on being strong in three exercises and just training in strong positions. But the rest of my body was weak. Bro, I couldn't even do skaters at one point.
1: Oh, damn.
0: It was that bad for me. Like, seriously, I couldn't. Like, they had me doing skaters, jumping from side to side. And it was like I'm falling
1: all over the place. I had no balance. And I was squatting 500 fucking pounds at the time, bro. Crazy. It's crazy. You ever seen these videos of just, like, these high-performer, like, strength athletes doing, like, like, baby shit? And, like, they just can't function. Cause you're just so not used to doing like the small intricate things, or like even like walking barefoot. Like these people like are bro, so deconstricted, it's crazy. So I can only imagine, bro.
0: It was so bad for me. Even like a side plank, difficult. Yeah, and I'm not even exaggerating. Like these are things today that are very regular in my training. Like now I balance on one leg and a foam ball, and I like throw a tennis ball comfortably for like minutes at a time. But at one point it's like I couldn't even hop off of one leg without losing balance.
1: And, and like it was it's really like
0: humbling thinking about that shit today.
1: And it's almost like it's it's almost like a, se- a a sense of like embarrassment. And that embarrassment can be a form of pain where it's like, oh shit, wake up. Like I'm not like the actual monster that I thought I was. Like I can do these three things, but like you give me anything else, like I can't fucking function. And it was just like it's, like, this moment of just, like, holy shit, like, I need, this needs to get better, and then that, yeah. that sense, like, transfer you to become the person that you were, like, that's, like, a fucking, a pivotal moment of, like, holy shit, like, this side plank is fucking insanely stupid, like, I can't do this shit, like, that's fucking crazy. And and to me, I look at these as very, like, basic fundamental things
0: that someone should be able to do, and, I'm not even saying it like I was someone who just started their fitness journey because I wouldn't be so hard on myself. I'm talking about me being this very active, strong individual who like was in the gym for years. And then to put me through some of these things and I'm looking back at myself, like I didn't even, I had no frontal plane training at that time. Frontal plane training to me was probably lateral shoulder raises. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's only what people know, man.
1: That's only what people know. So, like what's a lateral lunge? What the fuck is that? I had like a new guy today, like yeah, lateral, lateral. lunge. He's like, I, I don't know what's going on right now. It's like I can't balance. I was like, because, <laughs> because you have no idea how to move to the left or to the right, bro. Like your ass, like to turn, you have to like move your whole body this way. Like people can't rotate, people can't step to the side. It's crazy. And it's like it's super embarrassing. I hope the pain of the embarrassment helps people wake up and be like, all right, I need to kind of like try different things and get out of my, my realm of comfortability and, and move differently that's very important
0: and 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 um that kind of led into my last um point um my last point was just the relationships i have built um that's one thing i went and changed about my coaching career even from you know when i went to the situation where i was employed um i still built good relationships from that and um had great experiences there you know i i've had good experiences and bad experiences everywhere that I've went, but it's been all a part of my journey where I learned so much. And some relationships I have um, that at one point were really amazing. And there's some relationships that I still have today that are fucking fantastic for me just doing this thing that I love that just started for me working out like at home and doing it for sports reasons, like turning this into a career and actually making friends. The fact that you and I are doing this yeah, like this is a relationship that we've built through, um, us having careers. Never worked together at once. The closest would be an internship that we've we've done, and now um doing like the coach's vault and these things. But we've actually we've always been networking and um building in that sense. But we was never under the same gym, like killing shit together or something like that. So it was just amazing to see, like, how far this is taken into just, like, the ecosystem that's been created around me. So that's definitely something I wouldn't change in my career.
1: I think people, people need to realize how important networking is because you never know when, I mean, it was something like this can never happen. You know what I mean? And just, mm-hmm. like, having that relationship with people and, and having that, that sense of, like, passion for, like, the same thing. You know I mean, like keep those people fucking close because you never know. I mean, Terrence and I went on fucking vacation together and we were like, we barely were like, it was just crazy how Word. like we fucking grow. And just a sense of like being like um, not even work friends, like fucking networking friends. You know what I mean, like just knowing somebody else. This is crazy. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you more than, you know, and, and, and I'm grateful that we get. Likewise, it- bro. So, but yeah. I mean, those are good. Those are great threes. So let's let, let, let's 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 do like some fat. Let's do let's do like some fast ones so we can get all this stuff in within like an hour and a half. That was probably <laughs> we are killing this fucking one. But let's go. Let's go real quick with this one. So let's go. Which one did not we do? We did things that were three ahead. things
0: that which you knew at the beginning in a coaching career. We didn't do.
1: We didn't do. Let's do that one. Okay. These and are I, quick for me. These are these, these are kind of quick for me, too. So these these actually were didn't take me that long. So number one. For me, programming isn't fucking super important. Yes, programming is necessary, but people freak out when they when they can't program. But once you understand that if you have a why and it's backed up by science and the way that you're writing or whatever like that, bro, it's, it's fucking easy. Like, I program, like, in, like, five seconds. Like, what do you want to do today? Boom, cool, we'll do it. Like, in the beginning, it was just such a fucking... I was a nervous wreck to be in front of somebody programming and then try to explain it. Why now? I mean, boom, and like I think it's the thing of like we make a bigger deal of programming than what it needs to be. As long as you have the science and you have the a why for everything you write on the on a board, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters as much as people give it credit for. Okay. That's a great answer. Second one is your niche comes with time, and I know us as coaches want to jump into a niche immediately and I think we do need to like I think I think it needs to be a thing of like I want to work with these people and try to grow it but I think people stay in their niche too long even that even if it's failing so I think you need to understand that niches take time and it takes time to develop your own coaching style so like sometimes that changes and your niche also changes so don't feel stuck by your niche and don't feel like you have to immediately jump into one I mean like work generally, then start understanding who you want to coach. And then that becomes your niche and then start moving that direction and then, know if that isn't, is, is it right for you? And you can always take a step back and then move over to another one. Don't jump so full hardly into a niche it takes time. And sometimes it changes again. Okay. Sure. Uh, the next one is, uh, this is a big one for me. And I think it might be a big one for a lot of people you can't save everybody. Mm. So everybody that comes to you or people that come to you, some of them will be, be clients forever, but some of them will be clients for a little bit. And some of them just want a personal trainer. They don't want like somebody to help guide them into the, into, into where they want to be. They just want to say, I have a personal trainer. They just want to do the bare minimum. You tell them exactly what they need to go. They are are the people that are always late. These are the people that always have excuses. These are the people that these people might not, you might gel with. You want to help them so much, but understand like you can only give so much. If those people are receptive to you and like listen to every every word, follow your advice. You know, I mean, come back and forth with some, with, with some um, arguments and have some good conversations. Those are the people you want to hang around. Don't focus so hard on bad eggs those bad eggs might not be the people you train forever. So even though if those bad eggs are the people that are fucking paying your rent, like sometimes it's not even worth it because if they steal your energy, then what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Can't save everyone. Try not to be Superman. Help the people that want to be helped. But again, like give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Those are mine.
0: Perfect, man. Uh, so that leads into mine. Uh, number one for me, communication skills make you successful. I love that one. So at yeah. the, at the end of the day, man, it's just like you have a message and you have a method and you have philosophies that you have to get out to your clientele, your athletes, whatever group you want to label them as, but they have to trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, They have to feel comfortable with you. And Not only do they need to communicate with you, but you need to communicate with them in a way that they understand and receive the message that you are attempting and intentionally are trying to deliver. So you can have this amazing program behind you and you can have all the signs backed up to X, Y, and Z. But if you cannot convey your message to your um, clientele, it doesn't matter. It's just a waste of space.
1: I'm going so, to add one yeah. thing to that. I this You know how much I love this one. I think this goes into the programming thing too, in the sense of, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care that you have my program. I can give Terrence my program for 12 weeks. He will coach you differently than I will. And I can tell you right now that I'll coach you better than he would because it's my program and I know how to communicate it my way. So just understand like the numbers and facts don't matter. How you're able to communicate and coach does, and that just goes into 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 your thing. It's a little yeah, bit. for sure.
0: That even goes into how I, I program. It's like yeah. I I know that there's certain things that I know that I'm gonna be able to break down. And there's a million ways of how you can get someone to get the same result, exactly. but it's gonna be based off of how I can communicate and explain to this person based off of where they at, based off of what resources they have, based off of what. Um, language they might kind of understand so there's certain things that you have to do that over time you're going to build somebody to understand this thing that you might want to get them to maybe six months down the road but that takes time to get there and that comes from you as a coach to lead this person to in that direction and that's going to be based off of how you communicate to them yes Um, which takes me into my next point my next one is your job as a coach is to be a problem solver Mm -hmm. just is what it is, right? People are coming to you with issues. People are coming to you with wants. They're coming to you with goals. These are all very personal things to them. And initially, you have to figure out what is this person's why. And when you figure out what this person's why, you have to figure out where they are. That's going to be based off of where they are mentally. That's going to be based off of where they are physically. And you take all of this information and your plan is created now to help solve whatever problems that they come to you with. That is literally your job. Don't try to turn it into something else that it's not. If you are not solving the problem, then you are the problem as a coach. It's just that simple. I love it. And um, the last one is actually the same thing that I had for what I wish I knew on my fitness journey was just the six month fundamental movement patterns, Because um, in me understanding that for myself, um, Helped me with everything that I just said in terms of communication, in terms of creating programs for people and just getting people to move their bodies strong, healthy and building more well-oiled machines the same way that I did to myself. So now that I fully understand, like me understanding fundamental movement patterns helped me completely understand anatomy so much better in the body. Like everything made sense to me. And in that making more sense to me helped me become a more confident coach because it's like, oh, I know exactly how I'm gonna get this person to that, to that goal. So now I have all the information and, and the educational tools to do so. So in in me, it's the things that I really focus on the most in today is how do I continue to communicate better? How do I continue to create a better service? How do I continue to create a better community? Because ultimately these are the things that are gonna keep people coming back. The technical skills are important, but your soft skills are still technical skills. Like don't don't change that for something else. When I don't even like using the word soft skills, but that's just what they call it. But to me, those are hard technical skills. Yeah. Being able to convey a message, get getting someone to trust your word. Um there's a lot of people that come in that have bad habits where they have to unlearn those habits to learn the habits that you're trying to instill in them. That's a fucking process, bro. Like, that's not the easiest thing to do, you know. And to to be at a point in your career that people are just literally putting all their trust into you based off of maybe referrals that they have, seeing what messages that you're posting, if they follow you on social media. Or maybe they don't know shit about you, but whatever you did in the assessment just made them go. I need to listen to this person because they clearly know what the fuck they're talking about, and that just literally comes down to your uh, communication skills and your your job as a coach to be a problem solver. So that, that that's um that's my three.
1: Damn, I love uh, those all gelled so fucking well, man. You thought you thought about <laughs> those gelled so well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's go. Let's let, let, let's go into uh, things I wouldn't change about my fitness journey. OK, I'll go first. I only have two. And I told Terrence, like, I, I, I might come up with three as we go along. But to be honest, like nothing really clicked for me about changing stuff, because I think this is just a more of a, the two things that have always been an issue for me or things that um, have always been really done well. And I think the first thing is trying everything. I think the powerlifting, the bodybuilding, the CrossFit, all these different things like the jujitsu, the fucking Muay Thai, trying all these different things made me a more well-rounded fucking individual. You know what I mean? I still use things that I, that, that I learned in, in, in powerlifting. I now use things I lived in jujitsu. I do a lot of powerlifting movements. I understand the basics of why I need to do there. The bodybuilding stuff. I still have some secrets that I use that, that helps my clients. Like, all these things and all these different kind of like styles have helped create the program that I do and the way that I coach. And I think it's always important for even if things that you might if you might be a just a bodybuilding guy or the powerlifting guy, like experience new things because you don't know if like that will be like we talked about before. Like you don't know if bodybuilding is your niche. You, may, you might be a, a good bodybuilder, but you're a shit bodybuilding coach. So, how can you help the general populations move better? So maybe it's a movement pattern thing. You get what I'm saying? Maybe try a little bit of powerlifting, see what they got. So, and even if you don't want to try it, like understand it. I mean, understand these different these different aspects. And I think that really helped me out a lot where I got like a, a little taste of everything. Instead of being such a generalist, I fucking or that's a generalist. Specialist. So, well, you know what I mean? You, instead of you being a specialist? Yes, instead of me being a specialist, I'm a generalist. And I think that helped me become a specialist in what I'm at. I mean, that helped exactly. me, okay. Um, the other one is being a shit or being shit at nutrition. I fucking suck at nutrition. I suck at it. So I really, I hate cooking. I am horrible cook. I just want to eat to perform and eat to live. That's literally all I do. But to understand the basics a lot better and or have a better understanding of the basics has helped me become a little bit better than what I am today so like these last three years have really I honed in in my diet and my consistency and understanding flexible dieting instead of like trying to lose weight all the time or trying to gain muscle like it's really actually helped me find this this natural balance where I have a better relationship with food um um, I cook a little bit more I know where my calories are needed I know how much protein I need like understanding what Kind of fuels me and understanding like what I need better of or what I can't have. Like actually, you know what this is this weird? And this is kind of a segue. I found out I'm allergic to certain bourbons. I don't know where that oh, came. I'm not. I'm not allergic to anything else. I break out in hives when I have certain bourbons. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, crazy. But anyway, just finding stuff out, understanding what what makes me tick, understanding what what helps me perform better, taking away things I don't. All that stuff was very important. And I think making excuses about not knowing nutrition made me worse of a coach and made me worse of an athlete made me perform like at a lower level because I was like you know what I'm bad at nutrition fuck I'll eat whatever I want no like I have Mm. to try be uncomfortable try to understand things I got my my precision nutrition certification because I'm so bad at it so like all the being bad at stuff and it goes back to that pain thing be secondhand embarrassment or just embarrassment for not knowing certain things have made me want to know more and gain knowledge in it because I hate being bad at stuff and I understand that's part of the game and that's part of you learning but I think having that pain point like I always like to use pain as a motivator to learn um so having that pain point made me become a little bit better than what than what I used to be just being so bad at nutrition those are the only two points I got So for me,
0: um, I wouldn't change all the years I devoted to primarily strength training, even though I do think in all the years of me, like powerlifting, there was still so much I learned in that because, um, I really, in my years of like really focusing on strength training, I built a really good strength foundation for myself. Like the, the, the quality muscle that I put on myself, um, really damn near being a scientist to like the squat deadlift and like bench movements um when i did start to play around with different ways of training and different um planes of motion in these things it's like the foundation of having a lot of strength built in started to carry over and trickling over time yeah. once i got past the point of actually learning these patterns and and um getting myself comfortable in certain positions so I definitely, um, don't that part of my journey. I just wish I approached it different. Sure. Um, which, which also goes into is I've always been open-minded and I've always explored fitness, but I was never super consistent in any areas, but I've always respected other areas of fitness without with, with me realizing like that just wasn't my lane. Yeah. But, um, I definitely tapped more into that after powerlifting. Like, there was that one point where my main source of training was yoga. And a lot of people don't even notice. Um, Mm -hmm. I did this for, like, three to four months straight. Where it was, like, yoga. I was doing, like, three days a week. I took it as, like, an elective in school. And, like, that was primarily what I focused on. I was, like, learning the actual, like, history of, like, yoga in it and shit so it wasn't even just me like taking the classes like it was actually me learning what yoga was about which was pretty cool awesome. um like even now like uh, i'm doing aerial yoga which a lot of people don't know either i'm do. i've been like this probably is my fourth week on aerial yoga now so um you know i've been playing in with the kettlebells and stuff like that i've always been into calisthenics um I've been wanting to do like a Pilates class and stuff like that. Um, These are just a few examples, but um, I appreciate so many different forms of fitness. And the more I started getting into training, I just kind of realized like everything is connected at the end of the day. Some some forms of fitness actually just call things a little bit differently than another form of like strength and condition is really good at shit like that. Like some of these mobility moves that you do, it's like shit that you'll find like, oh, Tai Chi, they've been doing this for like 500 years. They just call it something fucking different. But we have some crazy like shoulder adduction, internal rotation, X, Y, and Z shit. And they're just like, yeah, this is called
1: the Scorpion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know? So I, I, like, I have a dope yeah, name, it. It. The,
1: the name you gave me, I like it. It's called Scorpion. Fuck it.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: that from now on. I love it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's what that's the thing that I um I realized just in my in my journey. And my last thing was um I I love the gym environments I've been a part of. Nice. You know, like I said, I've always been in like environments where it's just like even the gyms that I seek out for myself, like I'm not a big commercial gym guy. So when I like look for gyms to go in, it's like all right, I'm looking for like the gym where the people that are trying to get to it, um Are going to like that's why i found that dope ass gym in miami elevation you didn't go to that one day but that gym was fucking phenomenal bro like one area was all boxing another area was like strength and conditioning this room was for bodybuilders this room was for powerlifting, and it was just all under one roof but it didn't even feel like it was too much it was literally different sections it was just a really really dope gym so like i looked for those I look for those type of environments, you know, when I, when I train and that's always, um, that's always kept me humble. It's always kept me appreciative of other like-minded individuals of fitness who like appreciate and take it seriously, you know? So those are three things that, uh, I wouldn't change a thing about my fitness journey. So,
1: damn. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I really, I really hope, I really can't click on that third, on my third one, but I mean, it's really cool that to see. I actually didn't know you were doing aerial and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how that you are. That's I mean, new for me. Like that. but I think it's really. I think. I think a lot, and it goes back into the to the thing of like just trying new things. You know I mean, being uncomfortable, and seeing what you can take away from uh, of certain things. Like, there's always something you can take away.
0: Always, always
1: take do. Away. And like it does it. I think if you don't have like that white me- what that white belt mentality, then like you're gonna have a hard fucking time doing anything. You know what I mean. So being open-minded is very fucking important especially in strength conditioning cuz you never know what you're going to take away from something. Like a couple week a, a couple years ago I would I would tell you I would tell you that doing fucking Mace training and um doing stuff with a sandbag is just fucking douchey. Now I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you never you fucking you, you never know what fucking starts clicking for you depending on where you're at. So learn from who you can, grow your network and hopefully like you learn from us, shit, bro. You didn't even like running. Like now, I see you fucking. Oh, I fucking hate running. I still hate running. I didn't say I didn't. I, didn't hate, I don't hate running. Yeah, yeah. But I think, but I think, you I think, you understand it. I understand why I need to run. I I think it's also the thing of like, I have, it's the pain thing. Like I have an infatuation with putting making myself uncomfortable. You know what I mean like, two three years ago, like I would I couldn't run a mile straight. I used to run, like, a quarter, half, run, walk a half, whatever. Now I'm running, like, fucking 5Ks in under 25 minutes, you get me? And it's just one of those things where, like, I'm starting to enjoy running in the sake of, like, I enjoy pushing myself in another avenue. You know what I mean? And I fucking, I mean, doing the high rocks is, like, super fucking fun. Like, all this stuff, like, I mean, yeah. you never know when things start to click and you never know when you're going to start enjoying other avenues. I still hate the fuck, I still hate running, but I don't hate that as much, And. You know? And now I have a better understanding of how it fits into my world. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
0: I think that's the difference for you, too. It's like now you understand the carryover that is having in other avenues because it's not like you turn yourself into a runner because you're clearly not like a runner. But it's just like I have this good aerobic base that I can do this thing. And running is literally just like a fundamental skill that a human should be able to do. You know what I mean? So it's like if, if you're squatting all this weight and it's like, you can't run for three minutes straight without stopping. It's like
1: yeah. you, you would
0: want to have that capability because I'm, I'm really big on, like, as people, we should build capabilities. We should build abilities for our body, which goes into building performance. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you should just have these physical skills for your body because that's the stuff that makes you in shape.
1: Exactly. I think for, for me, it's always like if I wanted to do something, I want to be able to do it. If, like, just say, like, hey, man, like, let's go fucking climb Mount Everest. Cool. Like, I'm I'm ready. You know what I mean? I always want to be ready for anything. Hey, like, I want to go do a rucking thing. Hey, I want to go do a Spartan race. Hey, I want to – hey, I'm tired. I'm bored. I'm just going to go run a 5K real quick, and I'll be right back. Like, I want to be able to do things (laughs) whatever the fuck I want to do things and not be so taxed that I can't function. I mean, I always want to be be ready. I always want to – I always want to, and on top of that, I want to be better for myself, plain and simple. Great talk, it.
0: bro. Great talk. Uh, what I'm actually going to do with this video, we could just literally cut them up in each section because they all live in their own like little
1: world. 100%, they do.
0: But that would be so much content out of that. That's great. Oh my god,
1: yeah. No, this one, this one this one was a good one. It had a shit ton of content. We could split it up and I mean, we can make this one into parts so then we can save a week or whatever like that. If we really want Yeah,
0: I was thinking about I was actually thinking about that. That's what I was gonna see if we wanted to do. Yeah. Well, um awesome, awesome talk, bro. Uh always oh, appreciate no, your time and your and, and your knowledge. Um love doing this with you. Yeah, man. This is and, so much um. appreciate you. For sure, bro. Uh we'll check you next time, sir.
1: Yes, sir. All right, man. Okay, talk good talk to you. I'll see you soon. All right, bro. All right.